and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And that makes me... Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, Tom. Before we get started today, I wanted to offer the listeners an update to episode 119, our uh, Halloween episode with Lindsay. She wrote to us and said uh, that uh, she forgot to mention... In uh, that story about her mom and dad when her dad was in the service with the Satanists, she said, I totally left off the ending of that story. So just to ease everybody's mind, my mom and dad paid for a bus ticket to the girl to the girl to send her home, and they helped her get in touch with her family again. After that, this, and the snake happened. That was when the, the Satanist left the snake in her mailbox. Uh, mm-hmm. My dad went over there with his shotgun, and the dude opened the door, and he said, That's the last thing you'll ever do to us. If my wife tells me again that you have looked at her, thrown your little hex signs, hung up anything, put anything in our goddamn mailbox, or if we see you with another child, I promise you I will come across the street and I will use this. He said they never had another problem, and my dad was stationed in a new place not long after that. And she blames her uh, forgetfulness on a couple of white claws. So, <laughs> <laughs> I believe she used the term "mom drunk." Mom drunk, yes. She said she was yeah. mom drunk. She got mom drunk off two white claws. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's just an update from Lindsay to anyone who might might have spotted that that episode. That the uh, a lot of. That's sort of a hallmark of our podcast, I think, is there's often, especially when we have a guest on, a lot of loose strings that don't get tied. Yeah. And a lot of jumping around. Yeah, we're just too ADD, I think. Uh Uh-huh. Squirrel. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, I was reading this week, and this is an older article, but uh, I I learned about uh, slanted toilets. So they are, and uh, you have to Google it. It, Just Google slanted toilet seat productivity, and uh, one of the first articles will be from Business Insider. Uh, And it says the slanted toilet was designed to increase productivity and decrease smartphone use by being painful to sit on for more than five minutes, and people were horrified. (laughs) So it's, it's... it has a 13 de- degree slope to it, which when you see the picture, it looks looks like a medieval torture device. Um, well, no, I guess it looks like a modern torture device. Bosses who are fed up with workers taking too long on the toilet may have a new weapon in their arsenal. A toilet designed by a British startup company called Standard Toilet has a downward sloping seat designed to make it painful to spend more than five minutes on the startup's founder, Manhar... Man- Mahaber Gill told Wired. Standard Toilet's hmm. website says the toilet, which costs between $200 and $650, is meant to improve efficiency at companies, promising that the uncomfortable seat will discourage employees from using social media while in the bathroom. In modern times, the toilet seat, or the workplace toilet, has become private texting and social media usage space, Standard Toilet lamented in its press release. It added that with... The advent of flexible zero-hour contracts, it is easy to see why our standard toilet can be an asset to business. People across the internet have reacted mostly with indignation. 
I wonder if, um, like, I already have a problem where my legs start to hurt if I sit on the toe for too long anyway. Not that anybody yeah. wanted to know that, but yeah, yeah. I wonder if if maybe I have an advantage. Like, maybe I get one of them squatty potty uh, things that you're supposed to be able to put your feet on. And maybe then only a part of my rump is actually making contact with the toilet and I could stick it out. Because if there's somebody who's going to find a way to make my toilet time 100% mine and take as long as I need to, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. It's me. Well, yeah, yeah there's got to be a workaround. Like, maybe, like, I would shamelessly carry around a fucking thing, like, that you sit under the toilet seat that puts mm-hmm. it at the right angle. I'd just carry that fucking thing around. Oh, yeah, like a wedge. Bag. Yeah. Literally yeah. a wedge. Two wedges would do it, you know? Yeah, just wedge that motherfucker up, do my business, go about my day. Yeah. Because... I mean, maybe... Sorry, go ahead. You finish your thought, and then I'll, I'll go with mine. I was going to say that that someone who has, like, irritable bowel syndrome, this is an affront to someone like that, you know, like, like who has to go to the bathroom a lot and has no control over it and spends a lot of time in the bathroom doing it. Like mm-hmm. that's a legitimate, like ADA concerns installing something like this. In my opinion, I feel like it's just a tiny bit of overreach. Mm. And when I say a tiny bit, I mean a whole lot of overreach because, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, literally, <laughs> If somebody's doing this and it's become that much of a problem and they don't have some sort of uh, physiological need to be on the toilet that frequently and they are just wasting time, how about instead of buying a toilet, you just fire them? Yeah, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, it's it's real easy. We already Seth problem's been solved. Well, maybe, maybe use it as an incentive. Like, listen, Frank. Your productivity, not looking too hot. And we've looked at your social media, and we know you're active during work hours and not on your scheduled breaks or lunch. So we're going to have to give you the toilet. No! It's going to be the equivalent of when they used to make you sit on the wall during gym class. And I know we've had the conversation about sitting on the wall before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're going to make you sit at a 13-degree angle. (laughs) I got to break out the protractor and be like, just like this. Oh, my God. We really should have made a template up for this. <laughs> and then they're going to have to waste the time of having somebody watch you be unproductive while you're being punished, thus making two people unproductive. Well, that's, yep. how, bu- that's how bureaucracy works, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about sh- sharing the shitload. That is just a terrible thing. I have pulled up an article from The Nerdist right now and uh, from a couple of years ago about it. I, I'm not going to sit here and read it, obviously, while we're doing this, but uh, I'm anxious to to read up on this topic a little bit now. I had no idea such a thing existed. I just didn't. Yeah, I found it out this week, and it is like the story is a couple years old, like I said, yeah. but, you know, like December of 2019 or so. But, uh, I mean... You know, recent enough uh, for such an odd thing, you know, that I hadn't heard about and you hadn't heard about. Yeah, if I haven't heard about it and it has to do with toilets, it's pretty significant. That is significant. You're right. You know what else is significant? Hmm. Apparently, numerology 
uh, using numerology, I should say, to predict that JFK and JFK Jr. are either not dead or returning from the dead to show up at Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas a couple of days ago. <laughs> I did hear I, I did hear about JFK Jr. I did not know that uh, we were also looking for a zombie JFK. We are looking for both. Yes. And yeah. they're either supposed to still be alive or um or or be somehow miraculously resurrected there to anoint Trump as the the king of kings with <laughs> With a kings underneath him, but he'll become the king of America. Oh, oh. and um, and all of this will happen like whatever, no, whatever day it was, like November fifth or no, 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 it was like November first or something like that. I know that it was November because I recall seeing the, you know, that oh, he's going to be back in office in November, just like he was going to be in what April and yeah, yeah, August, yeah. and <laughs> you know, right. Because that's the way democracies work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But here's the, I, here's the thing that kind of I question more. I mean, I realize, of course, you know, it's, we're talking about QAnon here, so we're not looking for rationality in their arguments. Truth. Truth. But a significant part of QAnon's followers are the radical right. And... Those people are almost invariably call themselves Christians. And numerology is witchcraft, so something's not clicking hmm. here. Aren't they that supposed is an interesting to, point. Aren't they supposed to be avoiding forms of divination? Isn't that witchcraft? I, I seem to remember a very clear passage in the Bible about that. I don't have it handy to me. I could Didn't look we have up. witch trials back in the day and solve this already? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, I guess we got to start again. I mean, my problem is is calling it the radical right to begin with because there's nothing radical about it. It's not cool. It's not fun. It wouldn't be cool <laughs> to hang out with. You know. Yeah, the I, lame it's... right. <laughs> so we're going to start calling them the lame right. Yeah. The the really imaginative but poorly executed right. Yeah. They do <laughs> like, like you guys. I don't know what you're smoking, but uh, they it's, like it's kind of not working. They like they their stories. They certainly do. Yeah. And 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 they. I think the, the more flair and drama you add to it, the more it appeals to them. You know, no wonder... Uh, Donald Trump was such a hero to these people. They're like, oh man, he says the funny words and he's mean to people. That's what I call comedy. What a great man. Yep. What a yep. great and man. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> All right, Shaggy. No, uh, no self-deprecating <laughs> humor from him. Unfortunately, I wish that I wish that he would do a little bit of that. That'd be that'd be enjoyable for everybody. Yeah. And yeah. I want to say for any of the folks that that think that JFK might come back, the the Zapruder film, uh, as we've all seen it, I'm yeah. sure that there's probably literally almost nobody over the age of forty 
243 that hasn't seen it at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, even as grainy and terrible as that film is, you can still very plainly see chunks of skull flying through the air. Yeah. And shit landing on the back of the car. There is no way that he survived that. And as far as I know, Resurrection still doesn't exist. Right. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I figure, you know, if you were going to resurrect, some, you know, some people, I mean, JFK would certainly be a good one. I agree. But uh, well, yeah, there would be a the, lot of other people that I'd resurrect first. That's the other really interesting thing, isn't it? Why would a strong Democratic president who would never, ever have sided with anything that Donald Trump did, why mm-hmm. would he willingly anoint that man to Anything other than a fucking toilet. Aha, uh-huh, but there's the trick. You don't expect it. And it comes out of left field and that's what gets you. I have no idea. I, I, I don't I don't have any clue how that <laughs> how that could possibly how you work that one out. The math just does not make any sense on that one. No, yeah. That numer- would be like uh, you know, Ronald Reagan coming back to life and uh, doing something crazy liberal. You know, I dabbled in numerology a bit when I was younger just to see what it was about and see if I could understand it. And as near as I can tell, it's it's literally making shit up. It's like, all right, okay, so the first letter of my name is T, so that's, and then whatever number that is, and then you take those numbers and you add them together, but there's no rules. There's no, like, codex of how to do numerology. Everyone says it's intuitive who does it. Mm. And and so what you end up doing is subconsciously adding it up to make it look like what you want to want to see. It's really easy to do that. And and it's ultimately nonsense, you know. Um, yeah, it's, I've, it's, I've never it's, really looked into it. It's hocus, I it's can hocus imagine. focus bullshit because it's just it's there's no information being given to you. It's just random qualia. Uh, that's not the right term, but uh, it's just random information being thrown at you. It has it's no discernible pattern to it except the one that you assign to it, so you can easily mislead yourself. It's not like tarot or some kind of bibliomancy or something like that, where you know you're dealing with a concept that you can then use to filter your thoughts through, because that's all the tarot is. That's all bibliomancy is. So any kind of Divination There's at is. least the basis of sense. Well, it's at the, all at the it bottom ha- of it. There is because it all has to do with with archetypes. It has to do with different personality archetypes and what they represent in in different stages of our growth, um, hmm. and and different personality types. Uh, it's basically ancient psychology. And what you do is you take the 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 tarot and you. Um, throw out a spread and then you consult some guide if you don't know them well and and say okay well all right this number tends to be a strongly negative or violent thing um and it's in the sword so the nine of swords for example is a very unfortunate card it's a card of shows a man in bed crying and there's swords all hanging up on the bed the wall behind him and hmm. it, it, it means sorrow and loss, uh, extreme sorrow and loss. It's not something you want to see in a reading. Um, but, I mean, 
then what you do is you say, all right, it's not about the future. It's not about reading the future. It's more about uh, narrowing your focus so that you can meditate on a problem or a situation through a different lens. Mm. So, you know, the Nine of Swords, view it through the uh, eyes of someone who is suffering and then try to see your own pain and realize, ah, it's relative, but I could be doing a lot worse. Something True. like that. You know what I mean? And, and every mm -hmm. card has that kind of capacity built into it. There are certainly people in Hollywood who want you to believe that it's all like, ooh, the lights go dark when you do it. No, it's, it's a tool. It's just a tool. There's no magic to it. <laughs> You're a tool. <laughs> <laughs> how the hell? Oh, yeah, because we were talking about numerology. I was going to say, how the hell do we yeah. get on the tarot? But, yeah, numerology just doesn't make any sense on any level. And no one I know who's ever been like a practitioner of any kind of of magical religion like Wicca or anything like that. No one's ever been like, oh, yeah, numerology makes sense. Most of them go, yeah, it's kind of stupid. <laughs> I, if you're a listener and you use numerology and you can give me a proof and show me why it works or why you believe in it, please write to storytimewithtomandmike at gmail.com because... Frankly, I, I'm hard-pressed to believe it. I think it's gobbledygook. And that's the thing that's really interesting about the occult is that the occult is largely gobbledygook because it was meant to prevent dummies from exploiting it. They were like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, if we make it all scary and satany and stuff, <laughs> dummies will avoid it. They won't scary they, and satany. Yeah, Love and they it. they won't pollute the waters with their dumbass bullshit. And and lo and behold, what do we have? Advertisers. Well, that's that's magic, dude. They take the idea of a McDonald's logo, for example. The McDonald's logo is instantly recognizable in every place in the world. Everyone I would say. and everyone gets a little hungry when they see it and a little happy when they see it because they think, yeah, I like McDonald's. You know, even if intellectually you don't, emotionally you do. And they have managed to compact that entire experience and the smell and the taste and the, the memories from childhood of that cool night when dad would be like, bring home hamburgers from McDonald's on a whim. You know what I mean? And that, that warm feeling, the happy feeling, all that stuff is embedded in an image that is in that, in that form then beyond language because it, it's a, it, it's representative of something more primal, you know, um, and personalized. It's, it's, and, and I mean, if you think about that, that's a kind of magic that is that is hypnotizing an entire planet. That's powerful shit. Mm. And you're just making me hungry for McDonald's right now. <laughs> That's... I, was, I was I was good and now, you know, now I'm hungry <laughs> and happy for some reason. Yeah. No, it's interesting though. It is it is it's and you can do that in real life. It's called sigil casting. Um, I might save that for another episode because I, I did want to talk about 
Um, so when I was maybe I maybe I told this story already. I I I'll, I'll let me ask you if 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 this sounds familiar. The time I All hit right. my I, I got out of the army and the, that weekend I had a party and I ended up knocking myself unconscious. Did I ever tell that story? No, I remember the story about you shitting your pants and throwing your pants over the railing. No, this is not that. Or your underwear down. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the drunk stories you've told me. I don't remember you telling me one where you knocked yourself out. I mean, I could be wrong. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. I was 22, maybe, and I was just getting out of the army. I'd just gotten out of the army, and I had this friend in my uh, my shop uh, whose rap name was Hannibal. I don't remember his full name, but I wouldn't say it. I don't <laughs> want to dox him, you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, yeah. So we'll just call him Hannibal, and if he's a big popular rapper, he can hit me up. Because uh, well, unless it's Hannibal Burst, I think no. you're probably safe. Because I don't think anybody, or Hannibal Lecter, or uh, wasn't the dude from the A Team? Wasn't his first name Hannibal? Yeah, the leader of the A Team. Yeah, yeah. So um, there, I think we've pretty much covered the Hannibals that could possibly be remembered by anybody. Right, right. That's well, it. I'm sure he just went on to get a desk job like most everybody else. But, um, you know, he uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, man, you're out. Finally, man, we can get high together. I'm like, well, aren't you still in? And he's like, yeah, but I don't worry about it. But you do. So we're going to get high. And I was like, cool. <laughs> so he comes over to my party and I'd been it was hot day and I've been drinking. It was three in the afternoon. I'd been drinking since 10. And he shows up and he's like, come on, come on. He couldn't even wait. He was such a fiend. He was like, all right, yeah, yeah, we'll go out right now. So we go out to my parking lot of my apartment complex. And uh, we smoke. And I have my Bic with me. And it must have fallen out of my pocket and into the car somehow. Not my Bic. I'm sorry, my Zippo. And I get out of the car and I turn to them and I'm like, did one of you guys see my Zippo? And they're so they're looking around with it and for it. And while they're distracted with that, I start deciding that I really, really need to sit down or lay down because uh, I just feel really dizzy and lightheaded. <laughs> Next thing I know, these guys are standing over me. My I'm face down in the ground. And they're going, holy shit, are you okay? I thought you were dead. Oh, my God. Thank God you're not dead. Oh, my God. We need to get you. We need to get you to the hospital. And I'm like, I'm okay. And I get up. And, like, there's, like, blood pouring down from my eye. And I had thrown up in the grass at some point. Whew. And finally, my wife comes out. And she's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can hear the exact way she said it as you're as you're telling me this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's used to me being stupid and doing stupid stuff. She would know if it was something, you know what I mean? Like if it was serious, she'd be like, you know, it'd be different. But most of the time it's like, oh my god, do I have to take you to the fucking hospital? What now? Yeah. What stupid ass <laughs> thing did you do now? Um so they bring me inside and I'm laying on my bed. 
And my buddy was like, oh my god, oh my god, dude, I swear to god I'll never smoke pot again. I'm like, it's okay, dude, it's alright. He's like, don't, please don't die. I'm like, I'm not gonna die, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm fine. And so I ended up holding, like, this ice pack to my head for hours. Hours. And we watched the entirety of Little Nicky. Oh, God, what a terrible movie. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> by the end of it, by the end of it, I don't think I laughed once at that. And by the end of it, I, like, I was pretty much sober. And I was like, all right, let's go to the emergency room. You know, I didn't want to go. Because We've I discovered they... the cure for inebriation. It's little Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> just watch that. You will sober right the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, you'll start questioning life choices, maybe abandon the uh, addictive behaviors that you might have held on to for years. Why it's, would I ever think this was a good choice? Yeah, you know what's also good? <laughs> if you take the movie Click, that's great for relationship troubles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, finish your story here. You decided to go to the ER. <laughs> yeah, so I went to the ER and they put a couple of uh, stitches in my eyebrow. And if you look close, you can still see the scar. Uh, and I developed TMJ from it, which is nice. Oh. Yeah, so... That means uh, you jacked I, your jaw open at some point. Uh-huh, yeah, because I landed right on my face. I, I literally collapsed and fell forward without putting my arms out to brace myself Oh, I just anything. got a little barfy thinking about that. Yeah. Oh. I hit, I hit my... I, I, not, I rocked my head. I don't remember falling over. And I don't remember anything until the, the like it was like it's like someone hit reset on me, you know. Everything went blank, and then it was just dark, and it was warm. Be thankful you got that one up. It was yeah right. <laughs> it was warm and comfortable, and I didn't want to leave it. I was like, this is perfect, and if that's what death is, I'm totally cool with it because. Um, it was the most comfortable, warm. You didn't worry about anything, and that will pull me out of that and into the world again. And I'm like, ow, my head hurts. You know, you know, like <laughs> just fucking rocked my dome. But yeah, that was crazy. Uh, I don't know how close I came to dying that day, but it was certainly. Uh, Certainly shocking for them, I imagine. It probably changed their lives just watching yeah. me collapse like that. Like, fucking dead, face down on the ground. <laughs> I don't I don't have, thankfully, any near-death experiences from partying, but I do have one epic, one epic party tale. Okay. Um, I don't know if I've ever told this one before. Uh, but it ends up with me running around, uh, like a wild man. Do you remember me ever telling you a story where I ended up running around like an idiot? Probably, but maybe, uh, maybe tell it anyway. I'm gonna tell it anyway. So, uh, I got invited to one of my, uh, guy I was, I was friends with before, previously. We're not friends anymore, but his okay. mom's, his mom's birthday party, his mom's 60th birthday party of all things. And I decided that this was the time and the place to get fucking wrecked. 
So, first things first, drinking lots of beer and uh, these things called Down by the Fires, which was like Mountain Dew and Jamaican rum and like something. I, wow. I've never heard of it since then, but uh, was, you know, and, and, and you know, I don't drink like really highly caffeinated things. And uh, so for me to be drinking a bunch of Mountain Dew was insane to begin with. <laughs> so um, I'm half in the bag. And the first thing that I think to do is there we were in uh, a semi uh, rural area where like their house and there was like a, a barn and something else behind it. And there was a space in between and then a field. And this dude was that I was friends with was taking a leak, and my first thought was, I'm going to go over there and fuck with him while he's taking a piss. I run over, and I went, yeah, and karate chopped him right in the dick <laughs> while he was peeing. <laughs> This was this was this was step number one. Karate chopped him right in the wang. He falls over in pain. I fell over because I was laughing so hard, rolling around in in urine. And then the next thing I remember is the two of us were sitting out, and he was having some relationship trouble and his parents had a swimming pool and thank God I stayed away from the pool. I am so scared of, of uh, swimming pools when I've been drinking like you couldn't you couldn't get me to go near one no matter how drunk I was because I'm always afraid I'm gonna fall in and drown. Right. Because of being drunk. I can swim. I have no issue with swimming pools just when I've been drinking. I I, I my brain is like don't be st- that stupid. Plenty of other ways to be dumb. So next thing I know, I wake up and we, the two of us are sitting out at this picnic at this uh, table. I'm laying out there with my head on the picnic table. It's fucking pouring down rain and I'm crying and I have no idea why. <laughs> so fast forward about another, I don't even know how long this was that this was going on. And I remember very vividly Climbing into my, I had a Toyota pickup truck, climbing into my truck, not going anywhere, just climbing into it to get out of the rain and laying on my seat and just being very comfortable and relaxed. In reality, I had given my keys to them way before that, and I was fucking laying on the ground underneath my truck taking a nap. So they come out and they're like, dude, get the fuck up off the ground. You're getting soaked. That was, for me, a shotgun blast for me to start running a fucking marathon. I just took off. I have no idea where I was going. I have no idea what I was doing. I just started running. And there was a lot of police presence around the area because I think that they caught wind of the fact that there was a party going on here. And there was quite a few people there. So basically, this gentleman's, uh, this guy's dad was uh, was like a higher up in the company that I worked in at the property I was at. He basically almost had to tackle me and drag me by the scruff of my neck into the house to keep me from running. I don't even know what the fuck I was doing. You, I still, to this, I had no idea. I just ran. Dude, you don't sound like someone who was drunk. You sound like someone who was tripping. <laughs> I don't know what was going on that day, but that is the second most drunk I think I've ever been that was like the biggest adventure I ever had in in, in a, uh, you know, maybe uh, one acre's worth of property. <laughs> From karate chopping wieners to crying in the rain to sleeping under my truck 
in the rain to then being brought into the house and made to sit in a recliner. I'm soaked. I, I got pee on me. And I'm shit-faced. And somebody's like, here, take some ibuprofen. It'll make you feel better. And I had the wherewithal to go, I can't take ibuprofen. I'm allergic to it. And they're like, you're drunk. You'll be fine. I was like, no, seriously, I can't take ibuprofen. I'll take some Tylenol, though, because dumping acetaminophen into my body while I'm, you know, floating to the back of my teeth with alcohol was probably the the uh, the best decision to make. Yeah. But uh, that was one of my uh, one of my drunk adventures that I had, and all at a at a sixtieth birthday party for a wonderful sweet woman who had no idea of the present I was about to give her. <laughs> Absolute and unadulterated stupidity. Chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was a good um. time. Oh Jesus! Oh, I kissed my I kissed my friend too, which then led to now everybody uh, tells me that when I drink, I I become uh, very gay. You and, do. Uh, and you, well, you... it has um, my children know it, and my children remind me of it uh, constantly. Also, which is which is which is fun. Yeah. Because my kids will be like. I'll have a beer with dinner or something. They'll be like, hey, don't go sucking any dicks while you're, you know, and I'm like, really? I never sucked anybody's dick. I just kiss dudes when I get drunk. Come on. And grab, I haven't gotten that and, far yet. And grab their asses <laughs> or try or, or, or hover well, their hands. Yeah, you're right. I've done that. I've I've done some overpants hand stuff and uh and karate chop wiener, so I guess I have come in contact with the penis with my bare hands. So Yeah. Yeah, I guess I am. I guess I am really a uh, drunk gay guy yeah, when I yeah, when I drink. Yeah. Which I mean, hey, whatever, You're, man. That's 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 where find, I go. We gotta find a term for that. <laughs> I th- I think I just it, we're gonna call that uh, being a mic. That's that's yeah. what it, that's what it is. But I I want a snappy name for it, like 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 homo alcoholism or something. Hmm. Ho- homo. Uh, homoerotic Alcohomo uh, Alcohomo Alcohomo I've become an alcohomo Alcohomo, I like it There you go I like it, very good Homo seems prerogative But I think in this case it'll well, Pejorative The whole thing is say. Yeah, the yeah. whole thing is pejorative Let's yeah. be honest Yeah, 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 yeah. And I say that uh, having a having a child who is who is gay and uh, another child that is non-binary, uh, so I have the most re- utmost respect and everything of for the LGBTQ community. Of course, so, of course, man. But I mean, that makes it okay for me to say it, right? Well. <laughs> Uh, you know me. I I I don't think. About How about it. I just say alcoholosexual? I think I like alcoholo. Okay. I think we're gonna stick with it. If All people, right. that's people, me. People can choose to get offended if they want. I'm I'm not gonna sweat that because it's not meant as an offensive thing. I think we found a title for this episode. Alcoholo. Mike's an alcoholo. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to slap it right on the front, aren't we? Fucking, hey, own it. Yeah. yeah. Gets like three times as many fucking link looks or views. That, uh, that would be great. Yeah. I mean, if they're positive, I, I you know. 
<laughs> They'd be like, you guys are terrible, and I can't believe you'd say, well, you know what, man? E- even though uh, we do get kind of uh, SJW-ish on here at times uh, with the things that we say, uh, nobody's safe. No, absolutely nobody's nobody. safe. Right. Well, yeah, because if we're not doing, if if we're like saying, oh, that topic is off limits, then everything else we said stops being objective, and we co- mm-hmm. and, and and we become assholes for all the shit that we have said. Yeah. So make fun of it's like the South Park thing. Make fun of everything, because it's all worthy of being made fun of. You know, leftist ideas, rightist ideas. Um, all that shit, man. It's comedy. George Carlin. Knew I just what he hate was that they get to about. call themselves the right because it implies that they're right about something at one point in time, and it just doesn't happen. Well, they're also the red, which is commies. So you know, eh, true. You know, you can always you can always turn it around on them. That's you know, my the dad thing. says about the color red. He says red, red, red in the head, red in the head, like the dick on the dog. All right. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> I'm glad I have that piece of information. I've been spending a lot of time reading weird news, like things that uh, that I find uh, a little bit bizarre. And I do want to say, for those of you out there who may have had a local blockbuster and maybe you rented a movie from that blockbuster back in the day and you'll be horrified when you go and look in your closet and you find a videotape after hearing this but there is a woman in Texas who has been charged excuse me who has been charged with felony embezzlement over her renting of a Sabrina the Teenage Witch VHS tape 20 years ago that she forgot to return. How the hell is she supposed to return it? It's probably I mean, at a this VHS point, tape. Oh my god. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That uh, that that first off, uh, Blockbuster still exists at some level that uh, they are able to take action on something like this. And secondly, that there was a uh, a district attorney or what have you that was willing to prosecute. Right. <laughs> it was willing to prosecute this. Right. I'd be like, let me run to Walmart. I will buy you a brand new copy of Sabrina the Teenage Witch or on Amazon, and I will send it to you. In- <laughs> yeah. But embezzlement. embezzlement. Yeah. Embezzlement over what? What kind of late fee is that? Over a $58 videotape, which is apparently how much this videotape cost back in the 90s, early 2000s. $58 for a a videotape. Wow. Which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially for something that you can catch on network TV. You know what, though? I don't know. I guess that's why they filed the way it did. But I had a debt that I was not aware of. And mm-hmm. I was served papers, uh, and I contacted a lawyer, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, these guys, they do this all the time. The thing is, is if they haven't tried to, under any kind of good na- good uh, uh, conscience, collect the debt in the last X number of years, I forget how many it is, 
then it can easily be thrown out in court because mm-hmm. they are they haven't made uh, an effort to collect the debt or to inform the consumer of the debt. They just sprung on me with this demand for however much they wanted. It was a big number too, uh, and he got me he got me out of trouble and and I paid his fee and and that was that. So <laughs> he was working in cahoots with him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I told him everything would be fine, you guys. You know how the plan works. Right. Right. <laughs> hell, but to- hell, that's probably not too far from the truth. That's cuz these people probably play golf together, but yeah. Check it out though. This woman's story gets a little bit crazier too. It turns out that it wasn't actually her, but it was her roommate. Somebody she lived with went to this blockbuster and rented this movie because apparently her roommate had children for them to watch it. And it ended up resulting in her getting turned down for numerous jobs at a certain point because she had a criminal record and didn't know it. Huh. Like, I feel like she should be suing somebody. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Her yeah. life was upended by a fucking video cassette. Embezzlement. Wow. Did yeah, embezzlement. Tell, did I ever tell the story of how I, I came to leave Blockbuster Video? I was an assistant manager in in, in Blockbuster, uh, Blockbuster in Bethesda, Maryland around... <laughs> 2001, 2002. I have an aside aside to this story, then don't let me forget. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, It was 2001, because it was right around the time of 9-11. But anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, I I got in trouble, and I got in trouble in the stupidest possible way. We came to a final set, like... No more VHS tapes, only DVDs. Um, and we had boxes and boxes and boxes of tapes that were for sale at, like, ridiculous prices. And we came down to about four car- large, like, folded tables, like folding tables full mm-hmm. of stuff that was people didn't want. And we had to destroy it with hammers, which was ridiculous. So yeah. As we were going through this process, I was finding ones that I wanted, and I was like, you know, yeah, okay, that that's cool. I'll just put these aside. But I didn't have any money that night, so I thought, I'll just put them in this drawer, and I will pay for them tomorrow. And uh, I did so, um, but that was after they were out of code, and they weren't allowed to be sold to anyone. So, ah. so my boss found out about, it and he was like, "Yeah, now I got to explain this to corporate. Your 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 uh, renting privileges have been revoked for three weeks or three months or something like that." Wow. Yeah. Um. And he was pissed, and I was like, "All right, you know, whatever." And about a month later, I had this terrible migraine, and um, I couldn't go to work, and I I, I was like. And the guy was like, well, I'm stuck here. I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm not able to function. And he's like, well, you need to be here. And I'm like, I'm not coming in. He's like, <laughs> you need to be here. And I hung up on him, and I turned in my resignation the next day. You know, no notice. And um, You need to be, well, you need to kiss my balls. Yeah. And, and uh, 
man, the looks they gave me when I walked in there to pick up my final paycheck. But yeah, um, <laughs> it was nuts. It was ridiculous. Your rental privileges have been suspended. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. Well, not rental <laughs> like, what privileges. Else, what else can we take away from him? <laughs> you would get, well, here's the thing. You would get free rentals every week. It was actually a pretty slick benefit back then. I mean, mm -hmm. nowadays, no one would give a shit. They didn't have porn, though, you know? No, they didn't. But you could see, like, every new movie that came out at no cost to you. So yeah. I would rent, like, I ran, I watched so many fucking movies when I worked there. Um, but uh, it's kind of hard to be a informed clerk at a store that sells products when you're not allowed to use those products yourself because on <laughs> that salary there was no way in fuck i was renting five movies a week but it was easy as fuck when the rentals were free and it was True. considered really part of your job to be knowledgeable in movies and shit so i don't know what it was just petty spite on his part because he was pissed off because... I always recall Blockbuster, like, and Media Play and some of the other ones always being filled with people who, to me, seemed like pretentious snots because they were always like, oh, you don't want that. That's terrible. And you, you, you <laughs> I said, are because, not wrong. Because they were watching movies. Because they were watching the movies and listening to the music and stuff like that, I guess. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, but you're not off base about that. I definitely had that uh, one time. I remember during my interview, um, he, the guy said, if you had to choose between two movies and, and, and one of them was Reindeer Games, and I was like, well, it depends on whether or not you can stand that insufferable prick uh, uh, ben Affleck and he laughed he said you can just say you've never seen the movies <laughs> <laughs> I didn't word it I didn't word it quite that harshly but you get the gist of what I was saying I, I, was, oh, yeah. I was diplomatic in my delivery that's <laughs> so funny though so the 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 final aside to my to my story here, this woman wasn't the isn't the only person that's gotten arrested for this. This one is is probably my favorite even more so than Sabrina the Teenage Witch one. That there was a guy in North Carolina in 2016. He gets pulled over for a uh, busted tail light, and ends up getting arrested from a 2002 rental that he did not return of. Freddie got fingered. <laughs> Possibly one of the worst pieces of crap. Oh, come you on. Know? I love that movie. I guess I love it, too, but for different <laughs> reasons. I don't love it because it's a fucking masterpiece. No, it's garbage. Yeah, absolutely. It's fucking garbage, but it's a it's a masterpiece of garbage. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's so many great moments. It just it's like they're all helped together with pieces of shitty tape. You know, like I just said, it's not a masterpiece, and you said it's a masterpiece of garbage, and I went, "Yeah." So apparently, I have no idea what I'm saying. Apparently not. <laughs> In 
it's Reddit stuff, because people are dumb, and they put it on the internet for you to enjoy. Reddit stuff. That's right, folks. It's time for Reddit stuff. Uh, my favorite segment, for sure, uh, oh, yeah. where we I read bizarre findings from Reddit. Uh, this week, the topic is insane people. Mm-hmm. Usually. There's a yeah. little bit of it. I think that's always there, yeah. But th- these are people who stand out like a sore thumb. For example, science is spelled, spelled backwards is Esinus. And Esinus mm. was a device used by pagans to summon Satan himself to brain- <laughs> brainwash children and turn them into literal sheep. These pagans... We're called synatasts. Today's scientists use Ethanix science to brainwash our kids. Our <laughs> kids spelled A-R-E. Um, um, hashtag MAGA at hashtag flat earth. <laughs> hashtag satin is one of the most evil and comfortable fabrics known to me. <laughs> <laughs> There is so much <laughs> everything. Every single syllable of that was terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just I don't to summon Satan himself to brainwash children. If you summon Satan to do some shit that he's already doing, which is brainwashing people, right? Mm-hmm. So you're just putting yourself in harm's way. These pagans are summoning, first of all, the wrong guy. I don't know who Satin is. Um, <laughs> but he's very soft and comfortable. I do know that. And and I guess he's he's turning children into sheep. Well, literal sheep. She says literal sheep, which means, of course, that he's also, uh, you know, making them into a much rougher fabric. Truth. Which is that's yeah. you know that's typical of satin. He's a dick like that. <laughs> you know, I just got to know where the brevity comes from to post something so poorly written and poorly thought out, as though it's some f- sort of s- scientific fact. <laughs> I mean, it that just that blows my mind. That's the shit that blows my mind about this stuff. Is that you know. Charging forward with the worst grammar and and most nonsensical um, theory is is just amazing. It's amazing to me. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> pretty bad. It's pretty bad. What what's yours? You got one, right? Oh, I got a good one here. Dog poop. That's the first line. Okay. The question is. If I put a small amount of dog poop into your brownies and blended it in and baked them and told you, would you eat them? They've been using aborted babies and immunizations for years. Then insert that into our children over and over through the immunization cycle. They don't know if they've used male or female tissues, and then you wonder why kids may be confused about who they are. Masculine or feminine characteristics? Hmm. Now I know what you're saying. How could that affect the child? It is just a small amount. Oh, will you eat my brownies? It's just a small amount. 
that is uh, that's quite that is quite a comparison. Well, that's, first uh, of all, that that shows a complete under misunderstanding of how biology works because um, that's not how people become masculine or feminine. That occurs in utero, and uh, secondly, the fucking you're you know like so that's you know the whole gender thing, all that, uh, but. It doesn't matter how much of it is, there is. It's completely irrelevant. I don't care mm -hmm. if it's a fucking wash barrel full of it. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know? <laughs> I just gotta know, do dog shits make the brownie taste better? Because if imagine. it does, I'm, I'm game to try it. I don't imagine that it does. Like, maybe it makes it super moist and gives it this incredible flavor that you never would have thought you could get from a brownie, and you might be missing out. Tell you what, why don't you try it? I don't want to. I'm not the one who was offering it up. Okay. This kind, this kind Redditor, uh, whose name I don't know, is the one who, who brought it up. Yeah, well, but this I appears feel like to have been Their fake. motives are a little bit off, so I'm, I'm hesitant. Yeah, they're really... We're, they're they're comparing uh, brownies to aborted babies, and that just doesn't work. No, there is nothing. There's nothing delicious about a steaming hot aborted baby coming out of the oven. Right, like there is brownies. Right, right. I'm gonna rot in hell for saying that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that was so terrible. All right, next. <laughs> This came oh. from the Reddit, the subreddit relationship underscore advice posted by somebody. Look, it's much harder for a man to cheat, cheat than a woman. All a woman has to do is open her leg and she has double figures worth of options, willing to cheat and stay quiet about it. Whereas a man has to be a real stud to attract a female and a super stud to attract more than one female, especially who one who will keep quiet about cheating sex. Think of yourself as lucky he chose to be in a proper relationship with you. He's obviously a highly prized man. Mm. So what's being said here, if I'm not misunderstanding, is that if your guy cheats on you, you should choose you should view that as a sign that you got a really good guy. Oh yeah, he's a stud. He is yeah. You know, he is a prize to behold, but by the same token, if your woman does it, I mean, I know they don't get into it, but I'm assuming that, uh, you know, there'd be some serious slut shaming going on there. Quite a bit, um, yeah. And, and, and let's be, let's be quite frank. I've seen many people of both sexes that, uh, are, um, not going to be able to just open a leg and get laid, <laughs> and um, so I don't, I don't. I don't. Yeah, well, I that's what that. it said. Yeah, that's I know. What it I said. love that. I love it. It's so funny. Just open one leg. That <laughs> she, she a big girl. She only got one leg to open. Well, maybe she only um, has one leg. I mean, that's true. Know. Well, then isn't she always halfway open already? Listen, show boob. <laughs> yeah, right. Show yeah, boob. boobs are the secret. Yeah. We open, all know that. I mean, male leg, or female. Open boob, show boob. <laughs> male or female, you show boobs, and you've already uh, made your uh, your your numbers go way up. Well, it's way it's, up. For some, it's the la it's their love language. I think. 
Ah, the language of love. Mmm. That's that's sad. And now I got another one for you here. This this one here almost it harkens back a little bit to what we were talking about earlier about uh, zombie JFKs. Yeah. A lot of information from my source. Let me share to you all. Let me share to you all. Not not with you, but to you. <laughs> Trump is coming back this November. The future is looking bright for everyone in the in the U.S. Everyone will be getting $5,000 monthly aside from your income. I think this is the prosperity fund they mentioned before. If you're a retired citizen, your Social Security will increase three times. No more paying of income taxes. No more paying of property taxes. Electricity's free. Internet's free. You only pay tax of 14% if you buy new houses and new cars. Food and medicine are tax-free. If you have student loans, it's forgiven. 80% of banks will be gone. It's going to be quantum financial system to eliminate corruption. You will be holding digital wallet. No banks required. We have new currency coming out. It's a rainbow treasury currency backed by gold and silver. Big changes for schools and hospitals. New government. By next year, prices of everything will be like 1950s or 1970s. They haven't finalized yet. So houses may be less than $100,000, and cars will be like $7,000. Cheers, everyone. Now. Now, 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 now. Wow. I mean, that is... What is that? That sounds an awful lot like socialism, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it does sound like socialism. And, um... It sounds like a utopian kind of a socialist uh Isn't uh, that what... Isn't that what Trump supporters hate, though? Yeah, I think it is. Pretty so sure. Pretty sure hmm. that that they they uh, blame that for the downfall of society. Socialism. Yeah. Well, apparently here it's okay if it was somebody's idea, and um, <clears throat> it's called the quantum financial system, and this money is coming from a prosperity fund. Right. What then the it's okay. Is, what the fuck is a prosperity fund? I have no idea. I have no idea what a quantum finance. I mean, quantum financial sounds like somebody tried to put a sciencey word in front of something yeah. to make it sound really smart, like a quantum financial. Duh! Like if you don't understand that, you must be <laughs> yeah. an, you must be an idiot. Yeah. What kind of moron are you? You don't understand <laughs> quantum financial analytics and and such. <laughs> I would I would love for cars to cost seven thousand dollars brand new and I mean houses being less than a hundred thousand dollars there already are houses that are on less than a hundred thousand dollars if you're willing to to uh, not build new yeah you can find you can find some houses and and even um, manufactured housing you can buy yourself a brand new mobile home right now and have it put in a park for less than seventy thousand yeah I just I know that because I happened to see that today when I was out. I left my house. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I felt like that was right there. I was a little that's a little, little attaboy to me for getting up and going out. <laughs> little little pat on the back. Yeah. <sighs> okay, I've got a good one. I want to go to vacation to paradise. Hmm. At that at this point, everywhere is hell. So that means heaven is the only place. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Seriously need a break like we all do, especially if you live in California. <laughs> California, that's 
that's a little bit clever, and that's the first time I've heard that. Yeah, I've never heard that one before either. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I I don't normally like to tell someone. I, okay, let me let me let me phrase this differently. I don't normally like to espouse suicide, mm-hmm. but seriously, if you're praying for the God for God to take you, you can facilitate that yourself. You don't need his go ahead. Just do it. <laughs> I think yeah, ne- needing needing the go ahead of a uh, mythical uh, being uh, sounds like a an excuse to not do it, and therefore you don't really want that. Exactly. It, I'm just saying. So, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I I totally agree with you. You don't really want to die. You you just. Wanted, you you're just, just looking to be, be very dramatic. Yeah, yeah you're dramatic you and clever, clever. Living in California, right. as as it's known, and I'm sure you uh, probably are um, enjoying some of those social programs that you espouse. Yeah, as being uh, as being evil uh, at other times. Well, so see, and, and there you go again. You know, if you're that loudly complaining, fucking move. If you're that un- unhappy in California. Move yeah. to fucking, I don't know. North Carolina, Pensil- Virginia. Or Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, there are no commies. None. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there just isn't any. I said a spouse, and that wasn't the right word for me to use. I don't know what word I was going for, but uh, that's definitely not what I meant to say. I wasn't going to correct you. I just that's cool. That's yeah. cool. I appreciate it, but I like to correct myself because I will be the first one to jump on somebody else's shit for saying something like with the uh, <laughs> aboriginal thing last week, <laughs> which I was trying to be funny to be like, we're not talking about Australia here, but it came off as something kind of, kind of dopey. <laughs> All right, <laughs> next. This one is titled "No Nut November, fellas," and. I, it's it's like a little graph here um, with some pictures, and it's interesting because I believe the first picture is, and I'll get into what's next to the pictures here in a second, is Bradley Cooper with long hair, looking kind of disheveled. The second picture is Bradley Cooper looking pretty fine, if I do say so myself, very well put together. And the third one is some other guy. <laughs> I think it's the one that plays Two-Face in the uh, Batman movie. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's not it's Harry not Bradley Hackard? Cooper. Maybe. I mean, maybe that's who it is. I don't know. It's hard to tell because the picture's kind of small. But the first one says semen. It says semen retention. This is what happens if you retain your semen for this, for this amount of time. So uh, abstaining. Zero to 60 days. And this is no not November, which November only has thirty days in it, so zero to sixty days. Right. Uh, social anxiety, urges, depression, constant transition, flatline. I don't even know what that means. Periods of increased confidence and energy, more looks from women, more driven, and finding your feet. I um, I found my feet recently. They were under my stomach. I did not know. I also <laughs> found that I had a penis. You know, I just I, thought I would share that with you. I I have to say that if that if that like the end of that the energy and the looks from women and more driven finding your feet if those things take sixty days to get to 
How the fuck? Zero to sixty. Zero to sixty, and it starts out with depression. So I gotta go through thirty to forty-five days of depression before I even begin to see any benefit. And I think that I'm gonna be more driven to masturbate. Yeah. (laughs) Let's let's be quite frank. I'm gonna be more driven for some kind of a release. Right. All right, sixty to one hundred and twenty days. You're more confident. You got more energy. You're stabilizing flatline. I don't know what that means still. Articulate. Clear skin. Glowing. In in quotes. Social. Influential. Grounded. Less urges. Female attraction. Sexual opportunity. Motivated and driven. 60 right. to 120 days without nutting is... Uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to be a little frustrated, let's be frank. Unless you don't masturbate frequently and you've just lived a life of complete and utter celibacy, uh, even from yourself. Right. Chastity, even. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested with this whole sexual opportunity. If you nut, you start all over again. Yeah, pretty much. And and then you've got, you know... You've got other things, other possibilities like VD and, you know, stuff like that. I'm just imagining now someone who's like, it's almost like, okay, so steam and retention, you've retained it, you've retained it, you've retained it. Now you're like Super Mario, right? And then you fuck. (laughs) And then you have sex. And like, and you just shrink and you become small and weak again. (laughs) Not only that, you're going to last about 30 seconds, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, now we got the ultimate, 120 to 180 days. So you can't you can't go past a half a year. It's just not possible by this chart. I see. God complex. Reduced to little urges. You're hygienic, creative, intelligent, healthy, attractive, witty, humorous, adventurous, wealthier, opinionated, business-minded, happy and fulfilled. I know that... That the greatest business minds that we know of all abstain from sex. Yeah. Obviously. 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 You've heard of Coke parties and hookers, and it's all lies. Yeah. It doesn't happen. They abstain. That's why they're so brilliant. But then again, they can start it all over again. You go from from being uh, grungy and depressed every six months to being like having a God complex and being attractive and wealthy and everything else every year, twice a year you do this. Yeah. That's grueling. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds like it's a dedication not to masturbate for six months at a time. I couldn't do it. Can you imagine at the end, like at the end of 180 days where you have your little relapse day and it's like a cannon shot. Yeah. It's like, boom. Blow up back of her spine. Yeah, like you, you, you pass out from the intensity of it. <laughs> you Your balls up. literally shrivel up. You you wake up, she's dead, she's got a hole in her back and she's bled out, and you're laying in a, a filthy motel somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I not- came so hard, my asshole's now on the front. <laughs> I don't even know for sure what that means, but that just means the contractions were so hard that it pulled it forward. Mm. (laughs) Oh, it was good, though. 
So I can't tell if this one is satire or not. And that the thing about the internet, of course, is that it has completely eroded my sense of uh, sarcasm and irony and and made it so that I can't tell what to believe anymore. But this was posted on one of those parlor-type sites. Stop dooming, friend. It's obvious that Trump controls the levers in the military. You think he would step down from office if he didn't? LOL. Trump surrendering the White House to an administration he knew rigged the election without a plan. That would make him the biggest coward cuck in the world. For fuck's sake, that's impossible. That's why he devised a super secret plan involving the MyPillow guy, 4chan, and cryptic Twitter posts known as comms. <laughs> it's the only time those things have all come together in one <laughs> sentence. <sighs> the MyPillow guy, 4chan, together. Oh, that's you, a brain trust. Yeah, exactly. I was like, all right, you know, who do I want in my, in my think tank? Well, I know... Let's get the guy from my pillow. I'm sure he'll have so much to offer or to 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 to, to offer. And then to some us. 4chan contributors. Yeah. Ah, I want to see boobs. Post sauce. <laughs> yeah, right. Sauce, please, Captain. I mean, Fapton. Oh, I always my found goodness. that extremely annoying. I hate that. Sauce. Give me the sauce. Yeah, and and if you don't understand what it means, it becomes even more uh, bewildering and annoying until you do understand what it means. And then you just sort of get filled with hate. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the person that asked for the sauce may have been one of the folks that, uh, well, definitely was one of the folks that, that did my next one here, titled, I Fell in Love with a Doll. And I don't think he's talking about a really attractive lady. To give you some background, I'm overweight, have low self-esteem, and severe social anxiety. A few months ago, I used the better part of my savings to purchase an incredibly realistic, life-size silicone love doll in hopes of helping with my desire for a relationship despite my inability to speak to women. When the doll arrived, I was actually very anxious around her. I guess I had projected my fear or rejection onto her. After a couple of days, I got over this by realizing that she was not capable of those types of feelings. Since then, I've completely fallen in love with her. I spent a lot of money buying things for her, taking care of her, and trying to keep her happy. I think about it when I'm at work and rush home to be with her. We do make love occasionally, but I actually cherish her cuddle time above all else, as it's time I can suspend disbelief and allow myself to forget she isn't a real person. At this point, I have completely given up on the idea of finding a real woman to have a relationship with for multiple reasons. One, if I did find a real woman that I was able to speak to, eventually, I would have to tell her about Andrea, my doll's name, and that would almost certainly scare her away. Two, I don't think it's possible to find someone that is as accepting of me as she is. Three, the thought of replacing her is more than I can handle. So I guess I will just continue with my weird, presumably creepier relationship with an inanimate object. At least I don't have to feel completely alone anymore. TLDR, I bought a silicone love doll, fell in love with her, and have abandoned all hope of finding a real woman. That's sad. That is so sad. That one that one makes me that one makes me feel a little bit sad. Yeah, I almost don't want to riff on it. 
Because but at the same time, she's not capable of feeling these emotions, but she does accept and love him, which <laughs> which is kind of confusing. Well, you're 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 trying to think in terms of a rational mindset here. You're trying to give this guy more credit than credit than is due. Mm-hmm. This person is not functioning out of rationality or any kind of consistent logic. They're 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 rambling. They they have spent an enormous amount of money on uh, an object and have just projected all kinds of emotions onto it because it's in the shape of a person. Oh god, I just thought of something gross. Hmm. There was a video on Reddit that I just saw the other day, speaking of love dolls, where there's these dudes in a garbage dump in another country and one of them pulls uh, like the like a rubber pussy out of this pile of trash. I saw one it. One of the ones with the big, long, you know, tube on the back of it yep. and throws it to this other guy who then proceeds to lick it. And fuck it. And stick his dick inside of it. Yeah. And then takes and throws it off and is like, ah, whatever, and is laughing about it. I, I can't, that scarred me mentally. Mm. I don't think, I, I, I don't even, I don't know how to get rid of it. Is there, a, is there unsee juice somewhere that I can drink that'll stop me from having seen that? Sure, reddit.com slash r slash iBleach. The things that went through my head when I saw him lick it, first of all, and then I was like, oh no, he, oh, he did, he did do that. Uh, just were, s- it was so gross. Uh, Unbelievable. I'm actually, I mean, as gross as the licking is, and that is really bad, him, I could not believe he just pulled his dick out and fucking started to fuck that thing. Mm-hmm. It was yep. unbelievable. Who goddamn yeah. knows what that thing was festering with? Yeah, it was uh, garbage rubber pussy, and that's exactly uh, what it always will be. Yeah, well, I'm sure he'll enjoy his herpes simplex on his fucking mouth now, and dick. yeah, along That's... along with the uh, the fucking MRSA that he caught. <laughs> For fuck's sake! Yeah, that was uh, entirely uh, one of the most disgusting things that I've run across in a while, and I'm glad that I was able to share it and my dis my just absolute disgust of it with you. So. Um, was it your turn? I forget. Yeah. Dear Tide Detergent, are you out there? After watching your disgusting commercial with the white lesbian couple and their two black kids, I feel safe to say you've just pushed me too far. See, I'm a white woman with white husband and white children. Your product doesn't represent me and my family, so here's where we part ways. I'm sorry, but I feel a detergent should talk about what it does, what it costs, how it makes clothes cleaner. I don't need to support a company who clearly cares so little about detergent and so much more about politics and the genocide of my race. Or did I take your meaning all wrong? Oh well. I, it's too late now, I guess. That was the impression I got. Again, thank you, but no thank you. Me and my families will deterge elsewhere. <laughs> will deterge <laughs> elsewhere. They will have their turge removed elsewhere. Yes, yes, yes. Because <laughs> that's what that's what deterging is. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And then later on, when you wear it and get dirty, you returge it. I mean, I really, <laughs> yeah, right? I really feel like their optimum product was going to be bleach to begin with. 
to make everything white. Yeah, exactly. So what were they even doing with Tide? I thought it was going to be about the taste of it or something like that. I was sure of it. <sighs> yeah. You know, eating Tide Pods. That's where I thought that was headed. And then you, th- you threw me off there. Man, of all the nasty, how dare you, while I'm thinking about deterging my laundry, make me see a, a lesbian couple. Right. Well, Right. How, how and sick. The children aren't even white? <laughs> well, last I checked, two women cannot biologically produce children together. So, I guess they could have adopted white children, but why not go all out and really piss this person off? Tide, you oh, did yeah, your yeah. job. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, I definitely adopted two black children because I wanted to own a conservative. Yeah, yeah, right. That was what it was all about. <laughs> you got you good. Yeah, man, oh. I owned you. Yeah, I have two lifelong commitments now. Ha! Laugh at that shit, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody won. Hmm. <laughs> all right, all right. My last one here. Joe Biden paying illegals $450,000 per person in reparations. I thought it was a joke. So I contacted a friend who works for DHS in Washington, D.C. to check. I just received independent confirmation the story is entirely legit. The Justice Department, Health and Human Services, and Department of Homeland Security are in negotiations with representatives from the ACLU and lawyers representing illegal aliens to pay out $1 million per family for the hardships they endorse in crossing the border illegally in 2017-2018. Approximately 1,000 families will each receive $1 million, giving the total settlement a taxpayer cost of around $1 billion or more. When working with round numbers, it is hard to come to a finite um, amount, by the way. Yeah. This is more money than most people will make in 10 years. $45,000 a year times 10 years? This cannot happen! And there's comments underneath that look suspiciously like penises. They always do when the people block them out. Yeah. This is sick! And another one that says, I just don't get it. How do we stop this? <laughs> well, rest assured... You don't have to stop it because it's not real. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I wanted to tell you, you can sleep tonight because it isn't real. Yeah. It isn't real. I mean, uh, uh, $450,000 a person in reparations for for them having to cross the border. I don't... (laughs) Wow. And people believe this. Well, it is... It is just this fucking weird narrative that I I, 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 at this point I can't tell if I'm being trolled or or not and if it's the universe trolling me so you know before we were talking about that JFK thing um, I forgot to mention that there was a there was a news article that I read and and, and this one couple was interviewed and, and there's actually video of them saying this they said, oh, yeah, well, we saw during it Dale Earnhardt, and I'm pretty sure we saw Robin Williams, too. <laughs> wow. At the, at the, the rally, everyone showed up to welcome JFK back. It, you know, they, so apparently this has some sort of meteoric, like, 
like tail to it that as as this magic sweeps across our nation and brings back celebrities. <laughs> That's amazing. Um the the whole Dale Earnhardt thing, that's that's something. Yeah. I mean, I I I don't I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say at this point. I'm just I'm I'm stupefied by the uh by the lack of intelligence that exists that you would believe something like that. I mean, I know that our government spends wastefully. We're all acutely aware of that. But uh, to believe $450,000 per person, and somewhere in there the numbers don't add up. Yeah. You know, $450,000 per person or $1 million per family and and a billion, I don't know. Like, the numbers don't add up, and I'm not even spending my time trying to uh, to figure out where they went wrong. But, well, um, yeah. You wouldn't. Why would you? It's like something taking something that a toddler says to you very, very seriously outside of the time that you're interacting with that toddler. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, maybe I am a duty head. The, sh- the sh- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, yes, the sugar the sugar people are very very sad in their village. Yes, honey, I understand. You don't sit there and dwell on that outside of the conversation you just had with your child like, like I, I mean, know. the plight of the sugar people. Yeah. Does does it does keep me up at night sometimes i'm gonna be honest with you oh really but, um well yes i do care deeply i do care deeply about them oh man i tried to fart into my microphone and it didn't make any noise i'm sorry that was to disappointing hear that. I'm, sorry I'm the one that's got to put my face up to it. <laughs> How are you complaining about what you just told me? You, I know. I that's what I'm saying. I my microphone and now it stinks, Tom. Why the fuck is that? Why do these I things just was, always I happen was just to making, me? I was just making the point that I'm the one that's got to stick my face up to it now. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hurt anybody but myself. Right. Oh, now I rip one that makes noise. Nice. Thanks a lot, butthole. Uh. <laughs> I think I like that as a uh, title for the podcast even more. <laughs> Thanks a lot, butthole. <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense until the very, very, very end, which is which is good. Yeah, yeah, that keeps people listening the whole time. Right, well, I mean, if you don't want to use uh, Mike as uh, an alka an alkahomo, then you know it's cool. I'll take it either way. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> Mike takes it either way. There's another great title. <laughs> it just gets worse and worse for me as we go along here. Oh, my heavens. Um, I don't know about you, but I have noticed that at least one day out of the week as of late, people are just fucking terribly stupid drivers. There's like one day every week. Where hmm. people just do the dumbest shit so you're in front saying, of me. You're saying that that there is one day of the week in particular that seems to be worse than others. Yes. Is it always yes. the same Today, day? No. No. It's never. It's not usually the same day. Today was my day. 
I had two people in a fucking empty parking lot. I was sitting, uh, went with my parents to get lunch and was sitting in an empty section of a parking lot eating lunch because you can't eat inside. Uh, not that I would want to anyway. And two people pulled into this parking lot and almost hit my parents' car. In an empty fucking lot. There is a ton of room. I was not parked in a precarious position, like, over the entrance or something like that. I'm sitting in a space, and two people almost ran into us. Wow. It was insane. And then I had somebody else do something stupid later, and it escapes me at this moment, even though I was trying to make a point of this, uh, what that person did. And uh, as I look at the time, I can see that uh, we are pretty much out of time, so that's going to have to be a story for another time. Thanks for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like the karate chop I will give you if I ever get drunk and you take a piss in front of me. Hiya! Right on your dick. Right on your dick. Right on it. Have a question for us? You want us to talk about something on the show? Would you, dear listener, like to ask us a question? Send us an email at storytimewithtomandmike at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to learn more about the show... And get extras like links to the videos, sites, and other media... Visit dembeans.biz. That's a dot biz because we mean business. Hell yeah.